gentlemen, welcome to Beyond the Blade. Uh, a little bit different. We have a new head coach. So Bill and I are going to be in your audio feed for the next 15 to 20 minutes. This is our new mini-pod series we're kind of launching here that we're going to do here from time to time based on the events that are happening, probably more importantly throughout the summer. But, uh, you based know... Based on our lives. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> based on our time and availability and when things do happen. Um, <laughs> This kind of made the most sense right now because, one, the Sabres have a new coach. Uh, there were some big trades that happened. And we're going to have a regular podcast probably Monday. But that's going to be more focused on expansion. So why not get this out of the way now, right? Right. Expansion. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's already uh, it's already starting, I guess. But um, before we get to the expansion of the trades, I guess we should, of course, talk about Phil Housley, who now officially – is the new head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. So how do you feel about that? I mean, I will say that, I mean, I don't know. This wasn't a shock to anybody. But uh, I will say we started to put the pieces together last week with the uh, Panthers hiring Bugner. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the Pagula Jet going out to Nashville. Right. Dr- Dragger obviously coming out saying that Taka wasn't even – interviewed uh and then here we are so <laughs> there's your there's a little timeline recap yeah. um, or or actually reardon for that matter too came out said that he wasn't interviewed either the capitals didn't let him interview with anybody which is kind of odd but yeah so I, don't, I don't really know who Potter will actually talk to besides bootner i mean i i how do i want to put this how i feel about it i mean i would think i feel pretty much how everyone else does uh i feel like he was kind of the the number one guy out of the the choices that I wanted the Sabres to get. Um, I I just don't want to get too excited yet because we haven't seen any games played is what I'll say. Uh, he said a lot of, he said a lot of good things. Um, I mean, the biggest thing for me, I mean, if you remember it, <laughs> I'll, I, don't, I don't know if this is word for word, but basically said, we'll play with an attacking mindset with speed, with pace, has to be a five-man attack. I mean, it's music to my ears. I don't know about you, but, uh, I mean, they they have to build the team around it. But, I mean, I was even texting you when it happened. I was saying, can you imagine Ristolainen not playing for 30 minutes a night and actually jumping up into the play or carrying the puck or rushing to the net? Like, we didn't get to see too much last year because I think he was just tired. Or a freewheeling goalie in the system. Uh, Maybe Vigosian if he's still here, kind of gets let a little, let loose a little bit. Um, I think the defense, obviously it's not hard to go up from where they were last year, but 
but uh, I think the hiring of, of Housley and getting them more into the off. I mean, let's be honest. When we were talking about them last season, they were the worst defensive point team uh, in the NHL. So, and, and goal score wasn't even close. So you're bringing in a guy here. Yes, obviously Nashville had a lot of good defensemen. They weren't all top picks um, for one. But, I mean, and he's, he's taken a team and a team with some character, if you want it, uh, on the defensive end. And they made it the Stanley Cup final. So you can't really argue with that. Um, I'm excited to see how much the defense plays a role in the offense going forward here. Um, their power play is good. Uh, if you're not going to be very good five on five, especially if Evander Kane moves out, you're going to need more scoring from somewhere. And uh, the defense would be a good place to start. Yeah, you know, for me, it's um, yeah, I, I like the hire. You know, I, I think it makes the most sense. Um, and maybe it kind of shows you that this was Bottle's guy all along. I mean, if you only really talked to Bootner and you know Craig Berube's name is out there, but I guess so was Rudin and so was Tockett, but that never really happened. So, um, so I mean, he fits the style. I guess you could say the best um, that Bottle wants to play, and it, it makes sense from a dis- defensive aspect. Uh, this team. I mean, it, it's for him. He's going from maybe the best defense in the league to the worst. Um, so he's got a lot of we got a work, a lot of work ahead of him. Uh, he's he's familiar with you know Jake McCabe. He coached him on the World Juniors team in 2013. I think I heard today. So he's familiar with McCabe. Uh, he's the Goul- captain, right? Yes, right, exactly. And they won the gold medal that year. Yeah. Uh, and then Gooley. I mean, Gooley plays just like Phil Housley did. So maybe for Gooley, this is a good thing because now if Gooley plays well in camp, maybe Housley goes to Botterill and says, hey, man, I need this kid here. So maybe Gooley can find his way back into being on the roster like we expected before uh, Murray was fired. And then Ristolainen, you know, like you said, I mean, no, it's got to be good for him. You know, he is a, he's going to have a coach now that knows how to use him and knows exactly what he'll want from him and not going to overuse him. And, you know, that's music to my ears. And it's it's not just – the defenders too maybe it's you know is he gets the whole team to play better defense as a team and then also teaches this team how to play as a five-man unit five on five and improve their five on five play that doesn't just revolve around Evander Kane scoring all the goals at uh even strength so I think it's exciting you think about Reinhardt when you're saying that (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean really it's Maybe there's it's it, that's the kind of guy that he has impact on, you know, in the forward ranks. Uh, hopefully, it's not Molson and Ennis who he mentioned two or three times today because it kind of made me a little bit nervous. <laughs> um, he didn't mention Kane or Reinhardt one time, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just like I think it's just a guy talking, and those are the first things that popped in his head. Um, yeah, I mean, he even said it's been three days, he's looked at the roster quickly, right? He's not, he's not going to remember all the names especially when you're, you know, in front of an audience, giving uh, an interview, a first-time head coach. So I don't know. I'd read into it too much. Uh, well, at least for our sake, I hope not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully, like I tweeted, uh, when you said that, uh, hopefully Botterill will be uh, making making his decision on how to use Ennis and Molson a little clearer by not having them on the team next year. Right. Well, Speaking of Molson on this, I mean, I think we kind of, you know, covered the Halsey thing there quickly. Uh, there's really not much to say beyond that. We'll kind of see how he does in training. One thing I did like that he did say, I guess really quickly, one more thing on Housley, is uh, the way he's going to do the practices. He says he believes in high-tempo practices, not those 90-minute things. 
Uh, so that's pretty interesting that he's going to have the team practice high tempo. So then, and logically, then when he's up on the ice, shouldn't be hard to duplicate that if you're already doing that in practice, you know? Yeah, and he also did say um, it's, it's going to be a, a type of hockey that the fans are going to enjoy coming to watch. So that kind of gets me excited too. Again, though, I just want to preface all this with it's words right now. Right, exactly. Biles must have some cool things too when he was hired. He sure did. So, and, and that, I mean, that's where it stems from, honestly. I, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty fired up when Bilesma got here. He's talking about how he took a year off. He learned a lot. He was going to go with that high-paced offense, and it all sounded great. And then he got to game time, and he's putting two defenders out in overtime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, and I, don't th- I, I think it's not the case here. I just want to be – wary until we actually see the product on the ice and he even said it it's not it might not even happen right away um right. they got to learn the system they got to kind of figure out what they're doing on defense uh and it's it, there might be some growing pains i think he even mentioned how nashville started two seven and one or something correct so, yes um yeah I, I just if it doesn't start out the gate really well or you don't see it right away just be cautious of it and again like i said it is all words Uh, Once we see it on the ice, I think then everyone will really start to get excited. So now we can move on to, I guess, maybe, well, yeah, I'm sure it's expansion related, the moves today, but uh, the moves are going to pick up around the league. And we kind of want to talk about that a little bit here. Uh, The first big one, I guess, of the, maybe the off season is the Jonathan Drouin going from Tampa Bay to Montreal in exchange for ninth overall pick, the guy who was picked behind uh, Alex Nylander, Mikhail Sergachev, goes back to Tampa Bay, and then a conditional second goes to Tampa Bay, and a conditional sixth goes to Montreal. So before we move on to other names that are out there, and it looks like we're going to see some more trades before Saturday, um, I'm just curious, what because I can't really pin how I feel about this trade you know, but what I guess I'll let you go first. What is your kind of feel on this? Um, uh, I it's tough because it's two in division teams. So, yeah. like, I mean, Sergeyev going to Tampa Bay, he had a really good camp with Montreal. I think he was actually like named MVP of training camp or something like that. I think that, that sounds right. The I think Nick told us that. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, the kid's gonna be good. Um, but Tampa Bay's defense isn't terrible right now, so. I mean, I think he's going to play, especially because of that conditional pick. Yeah. But uh, the impact he'll have right away, that I don't know. Going to Montreal, um, looking at it initially, <laughs> it kind of seems scary because obviously Druin is a, a very skilled player. He's going to put up his right. points. Um, and, you know, he's, he's going to be a good addition to that offense. Thinking about it, though, uh, not to get ahead of you, but – Galchenyuk is rumored to be on the way out in the next 48 hours. Uh, if you're planning on moving him, who are your centers? So Exactly, exactly. <laughs> who is getting Drew in the puck? <laughs> and even worse, if he really thinks that he's going to be moving Drew into center, I just don't see that working out very well at all. Um, no. And even with that, like, you just traded P.K. Subban for Shea Weber, and, and that worked out really well until you got to the playoffs. And but now you just moved out your, your top prospect on the defensive ranks. Uh, you better hope Carey Price stays really, really healthy and really, really good because if there's any kind of dip um, and you move Galchenyuk out, I just – I think this could be – it could come back to bite Montreal, basically. 
Yeah, if they don't get a center, that's the thing here. I mean, if you're going to move Galchenyuk for a defenseman, I'm talking about, like, Brodeen's the rumor here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could be another one. But if you're going to move out Galchenyuk, I, I, I don't – like you said, who's playing center? I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'll give Bergevin credit. Maybe he's trying a new thing where he's just not going to have any centers on his team. And it's <laughs> <laughs> just, just – I don't get it. I mean, it, it that's the team's biggest need. And he went out and got a winger. And – I don't know what guy he might consider converting to center, which is eh, okay. Uh, and then you're going to trade out. I mean, they don't play him at center, but he's probably your best center on the team. They're going to trade him out for a defenseman. And then, well, all your trade pieces are gone. Sergeyev yeah, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. and Galchenik are gone. And, and then what do you do? You can't and go out there and get a second round pick. Right. And you can't go out there and get Matt Duchesne now because you don't have Sergeyev. You don't have. Galchenyuk uses ammo there, so I, I don't know. Maybe Galchenyuk is the piece that goes to get Matt Duchesne. That's been talked about too, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm Colorado, I'm looking for a defenseman. I'm not really looking for another another forward. You know, I have a lot of young forwards that are coming. Um, you know, they're going to lose a defenseman in Will Butcher. It looks like he's going to go to free agency. So, I mean, and, and they're trying to involve Barry too, and for Barry, they want a defenseman back also. So, I feel like Defense is what Colorado's looking for. So, unless you're going to move Nathan Beaulieu, but then you're like, okay, I don't have any defensemen. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll give Bridgman credit. You know, it, he's got a, he got a good player, but it, if he doesn't get a center when all is said and done at the end of July, good luck, guy. I mean, and then if Radulov walks too, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yikes. It was rumored that they're really far off, um, not in the same hemisphere or something like that, I heard. So, yep. I mean – if you're losing, I mean, don't get me wrong. Paying Radulov big money might not be the, or not paying him big money might not be the worst thing in the world. Right. But I mean, it's still you know twenty plus goals. You're probably moving off your roster. Yeah, you're getting Drew in, but I feel I feel like I don't know. I feel like Bergeron kind of Bergeron get kind of gets to the off season, and he's like, I can get who, and he kind of just yeah. makes the trade. <laughs> right. Like you're really gonna give me Shea Weber? All right. And uh, yeah. and now it's like Drew and I watched him play. He looked really good. So let's go get him. And yeah. then you know training camp and the season's going to roll around, and he's going to have a lot of holes on his roster. I feel like so. And then I mean, we'll trade see. assets too. Maybe yeah, maybe uh, in an episode coming up here, we can talk to Nick again. Um, and I feel like it might be a lot of ifs going into next season yeah. again. Right. So I mean, we'll kind of see. It's a, so, it's a head scratcher, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great trade as long as he hits on everything else he has to get done. But if, if this is it, I mean, if, if Druen goes out, if Druen comes in and you lose Sergachev, let, let's say this. Let's say you get Druen and you get Brodine and then Sergachev, Galchanyuk, and Radulov leave. Are they not arguably the same exact team or possibly worse than they were going into the offseason? Right. I mean, it depends. I mean, is Druen mildly better than Galchenyuk, at least my opinion. I don't think they're that far apart. I'll say, yeah, Drones have be a little bit better. But on a different team, can Galchenyuk be a better player than – I mean, for God's sakes, he was, a, he was playing the fourth line in the playoffs. <laughs> they obviously weren't utilizing him correctly. So, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. Hopefully it doesn't because they're a division opponent. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess we'll see how that all goes. But Beyond that, I mean, there's, you know, Brodine, I just mentioned him. He's a guy who's like he's going to go before the, the freeze on Saturday. Uh, Galchenyuk is another guy we just talked about. It's like he'll go before the freeze. 
and then there's Jordan Eberle, who also sounds like he's going to go in the next 48 hours here. And you know, that's a guy we've talked about a lot here, maybe like a, uh, a Bogosian for Eberle kind of swap there. Uh, there's, there's talk that Edmonton has a lot of good offers to sift through, but, you know, I, I wonder if they would pull the trigger on a guy like Eberle until they know they fund themselves a Kane deal. Because you got to think if Kane's going to be around, well, then you really need Jordan Eberle. I would still maybe argue, yes, you, you do, because Eichel mm-hmm. needs a winger still, but does Bottle think that he does? I, I mean, I would think so. Um, I, I haven't heard – I mean, he has, obviously, again, the issue is we're still so early, we really haven't heard much. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean – I mean, just thinking of the team last year, yeah, he still had what Felino on his line for almost half the game. So you got to find somebody. Um, and if it's not Nylander, especially the way Bottrell was talking uh, about keeping guys down and develop their, developing them in the A, uh, you got you to gotta find somebody for this year. Uh, so, I mean, I would argue that you could probably, you know, get Eberle, have Kane on your roster. And then maybe if you got to trade him at the deadline, I don't know. It, it, it would definitely be tough. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. I mean, especially if you can slot Kane, maybe he's your first line winger, maybe he's on your third line. And that would be a, you know, kind of like a Kessel situation, like a really, really good player on your third line. Yeah. Uh, and Kane's game kind of fits that. So, I mean, who are you talking? If Well, you were jokingly saying Benito yesterday. <laughs> but but even like a Kane, Larson, Bailey, third line, pretty good third line. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then there's, you know, I mean, if you want to get into it, there's a, there's a Patrick Kane talk earlier this week. Stop. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive that's probably not true. I, I could see teams calling and asking, but I'm pretty sure Chicago's saying no, so I don't want to get too deep down that rabbit hole. But – you know, on Eberle, and even just on a winger for Eichel, it's a lot of people are focused on fixing the defense. But, I mean, that, that's a big hole, too, because especially moving out Kane. I mean, I urge you know, our listeners here, <laughs> go to Cap Friendly and trade Evander Kane. Whatever trade you want, do you get a defenseman back? And then look at your forwards, and you're like, uh. <laughs> like you have, I mean, you have Kyle Oposo, Sam Reinhardt, and then your whole – your top two wing slots are wide open. Maybe no, it's not going to be Bailey and Baptiste are going to slide on. Maybe one of them, but they're both not going to take those spots. I mean, what are you going to go? Are you going to go TJ Oshie in free agency? I mean, no, that, that's that's ridiculous. They're not going to do that, and it just especially I, coming off one of his best years, he's going to be looking for some paid dirt, right? And then you know maybe we're kind of seeing it now too that something we've talked about going into the this trades and expansion and this trade frenzy is you know the Sabers don't have that many assets really. They have their first round pick that they're probably going to use. They have a Vander Kane and they have Reinhardt really. And that's about it. And Reinhardt doesn't seem like he's, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. So that really leaves you with Vander Kane. And I don't know. I don't think Vander Kane's going to use Sammy Botten in. So Reinhardt's a a young enough guy. Well, I mean, he's super young, but he's the kind of guy, especially with one year left on his ELC. Um, you want to see him with the new coach. Right. So I don't, I don't see how you move him uh, when you, you moved out a coach and you basically overhauled the whole uh, office. So I, I, I don't know. Unless there's something that Bottrell just doesn't like about Reinhardt 
I I don't see how you you move on from him this off season. Or he gets on a or he gets a deal he can't refuse kind of deal, you know. Well, Somebody there's comes one in. more guy you didn't talk about. Who's that? Maybe Sammy Vatnan. Yeah, I, mean, I was starting to mention him, but I, I mean, maybe that makes the most sense. Maybe it's Vatnan and for like a Reinhardt deal, but you know, the thing about Vatnan is uh, you're. It's that injury, you know, that has me worried. If I'm training Sam Reinhardt for Vatnan, and I'm possibly not even going to see Vatnan until November, and then I have to trust that that injury is not ever going to come back or slow him down, or exactly the same player that he was. I mean, to it's a shoulder injury for a defenseman. I mean, you get leaned on all the time. You know, it's what it, if it comes back? What if it slows him down the rest of his career? He's not the same guy that he was, you know? The other thing you got to think about, too, is, I mean, when Fowler was rumored to be on the market last season, they were asking for, you know, a top – what was it, top pick and possibly a top prospect, too? or a, I think it was just – yeah, maybe like eighth overall and like a B-level prospect kind of deal or something. So – and if the rumor was that the trade was made with Druin because they reached out and Druin wasn't getting botanin out of it. Yeah, that's, so, that's insane. Right. That's, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're talking Reinhardt too, uh, I would think Druin probably has a little more trade value than yeah. than Reinhardt does. And if Druin's not getting you botanin, uh, what the heck are you paying or, for? Or not even close to continue the conversation. Right. So that's what I mean. Uh, he's obviously Bob Murray over there is asking uh, for quite a bit. So I, I don't know how much if, I, if if I'm getting a guy like Vodnin and I'm giving up a guy like Reinhardt, I'm looking for and a more. one for one. Yeah, I'm looking right. for a one for one. I'm not looking for Reinhardt plus for a, a Vodnin type. So who has a messed up shoulder it's on top of it all? Even if yeah, he's so, healthy. So I just don't know if that I don't, I don't know. I think Anaheim's going to be asking too much. Um, I don't know how they always get in these situations, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, that we're starting to cross out defensemen, and then, you know, Vatnin's out. Um, let's say that Brodine is out because he goes to Montreal or Boston. So Brodine is out of the picture. And then, you know, we're not getting Muzzin from L.A. unless Kane signs an extension. That's probably not likely. So Muzzin's out. I don't know. What are we basically down to? Calvin DeHaan and Travis Hamannick from the Islanders? I mean, you're starting to run a name is pretty quick, you know? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Barry, if he actually is on the market again. Yeah, but they want a defenseman to return for him. True. So, I, I mean, yeah, you're kind of running options here. I, I would say, though, <laughs> number one, you're not – he said you're going to be competitive, but, of course, I think Coach is going to say that. You're yeah. not – you know, you're not dying to win next year. Not saying that things will go terribly wrong, but – I mean, if you go into the to next season with, you know, Risto, McCabe, Antipin, Bogosian, George's Gooley, I can see him doing it. It's not the end of the world, you know. It's a, <laughs> a lot of people think that I'm, you know, on Twitter being a negative person. I'm really not. I, I'm, I'm more trying to – I mean, we just kind of just walked through it just now. I mean, I'm, I'm more trying to set people up to not be disappointed for the possibility that that big move isn't coming. He said I mean, he was a conservative this, guy, too. Right, and this is a general manager who has no pressure on him to win next year. None. And a coach, too, has no pressure on him to win. Not again, so, though. Not saying that you can't. Right. right I'm just saying I'm just, don't, he's, not, he's not forced to make that big move. No. Right away. He's not going to make the trade that sitting there, he's like, I don't know, I'm probably losing this trade, but, God, I really need to do something. I mean, he'll, he'll just say, no, nah, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll wait it out. Right. Which, I mean, they did say that, who was it, Murray or McKenzie that said Kane's probably gone. Um, yeah. so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he does go, you know, what kind of value 
Uh, you get for that. I know you had the trade in the mock draft. If I'm the Sabres, I'm probably looking for something a little more, you know, Kane and eight for five and somebody else, maybe like a two for two. Yep. I don't know if I'm going too crazy with all that rabbit hole stuff you went down, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I could see, I could see that trade. Like you said, maybe, well, definitely not the one that, that was in the mock draft, but something along those lines. Um, yeah, like, a, definitely, like a, to move up like a eight and Kane for maybe Tanov and five. And that's something else little with it to move up a couple spots. Right. Right. I think that makes a little more sense. Um, I mean, that, that at least would be more likely because he's going to be more likely to sign an extension with his hometown. Right. Uh, they did get a little crazy with the signing they made today. It was – Good Branson? Yeah, for three and a half or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's starting to heat up, which is fun. Uh, names are starting to come out, which, which makes this uh, a lot right. more fun to sit here and talk about. But, right. I mean, as the team's sitting currently – I don't know. It's uh, you kind of got to see. You know, I, I think the big thing is going to be what what deal they make with Vegas. Yeah. Who, who moves uh, to allow a little cap space, and then once you make that kind of move, you're a little more free to to wheel and deal. Yeah, I, I think that that's really going to be a big picture. I mean, I, I I feel like if you get to the end of the expansion draft, I don't want to get too deep in it because we're going to talk about it a lot on Monday, but quickly. Um, if you get out of the expansion draft and Matt Molson and Zach Bogosian are on your team, like I, I'm going to immediately get some mindset where, okay, he's basically rolling with the same team as last year and twink, like making a couple little tweaks to it. That, that, that's where I'll be. Which, yeah, that would scare me. I will say, though, I, I think one of them get moved. But the other important thing is w- what goes with it. Is it a yeah. second? Is it a third? Is it something else? Because, um, I mean, you only have two seconds, two thirds. And like you said, then you got Kane, possibly Reinhardt, Nylander are your like big ones. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you're moving Molson out for, say, just say a second, uh, that's mm-hmm. not a pick that you can't use in a different trade. So right. asset right. management kind of here is what it's going to come down to. Pretty much. Well, we call this a mini, so we shouldn't get too deep down our rabbit hole here. We're running about a little over 25 minutes, so um... – but, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff we're going to do from a little bit more um, in unison with our normal big podcast. Uh, but, you know, stuff like this where there's news, there's trades that are out of the normal cycle, we'll pop on quickly here for a nice 20, 15, 20-minute chat with you guys, uh, give you guys something to listen to. But, uh, I don't know, I had fun. You know, Bill, we talked about it earlier half-joking. They were like, should we do a pod today? And I said back to you, I don't know, should we launch our mini ones? And we're like, yeah, sure, right now, let's just do it. And <laughs> – Sure enough, here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's fitting fitting to start it off. It was funny that we were talking about how um, the rumor, at least this morning, was that Halsey wouldn't be announced or a coach wouldn't be announced until next week. Yeah. And I was telling you they should just do it now because I'm not going to care by next week. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm gonna be, what, what, what did I say? Just be news and a pile of news, right? So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be so deep in expansion and protected lists that, oh, Halsey, nice, thanks. Yeah, that's cool. Next. All right, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it was nice to get this in here. Um, and then now we can really dive deep into expansion. I mean, you got the coach. Yeah, you, you heard what he wants. So, it's. I mean, it's go time. It's go time for Botchel. Let's, let's kind of see the moves to build the team that Housley wants to put on the ice with the, the style he wants to play. Because, um, 
I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of it last year, but that team isn't here right now. Um, right. So you need a lot of help. There's the team speed was a problem. Goal scoring was a problem. And if that's how you want to play, uh, he's got some work to do. Absolutely. Well, for Bill and Chad, we are out of here with our first mini podcast. Uh, we'll see what happens here over the next 48 hours before we get the roster freeze uh, with the expansion protected list due on Saturday. Uh, so we'll be back and probably talk to you on Monday, talk about the Sabres, who the Sabres protected, who is available, and we'll have a clearer picture maybe of some guys who could be on the way out. So we'll talk through the next few days. Enjoy the craziness that happens here over the next 48 hours. Uh, hopefully we have more to talk about, eh, Bill? Uh, I think we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later.